Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello, hello. Butch here from the Beautiful Game podcast. As ever, I'm joined by my faithful co-conspirator, Dot. How's it going, Dot? I'm very well, Butch. Happy to be here. Great stuff. And also joined by Ben from Eurosport. How's it going, Ben? Yeah, yeah, really good. Really looking forward to this, guys. Brilliant stuff. So just to keep you guys in the loop, we have a collaboration throughout this January transfer window, the beautiful game and Eurosport. And every weekday, we are going to be bringing you the latest in transfer news and gossip. And we're going to be sharing our thoughts on whether we feel certain moves are good ones or bad ones. Stay tuned. So I'm going to, you know, throw my transfer story on the table. And the player that I'm going to put forward is Fakayo Tomori. And for me, this is an interesting one because last season when I saw him play, I was thinking, wow, this is going to be the next big, you know, superstar English defender. Because when I watched him, he had the pace, he had the composure on the ball, he had the agility to defend 1v1. And this is a player that I actually watched in the championship at Derby and he really, really caught my eye. So I was thinking Lampard, Tomori, it makes sense. They know each other. You know, they've got a great relationship. This guy's going to go to the top. But, you know, reported by Fabrizio Romano, he's saying that, you know, this is reaching the here we go stage that Fikayo <laughs> Tomori is going to go to AC Milan. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm surprised by this because last season, as I said before, he caught my eye. And this is a player that's an England international. And mm-hmm. what surprises me most about this deal is there's an option to buy. So that means he's not in Chelsea's plans. And I think the starts that Chelsea have taken with him compared to Callum Hudson-Odoi, shows how highly they rate Callum Hudson-Odoi, but they don't rate Tomori because they're willing to let him go at a fee of €30 million. Euros. So I think, I that, yeah. is it, oh, no, I was just, just going to come in and just say, well, I, I thought it was quite interesting what Frank Lampard was saying about him, though, that he is going to be at Chelsea long-term. So I think, mm-hmm. is, is it, uh, I mean, I might, I might have this massively wrong, is it, is it not just a loan deal or is it with an option to buy? Yeah, it seems that there's talks of an option to buy, and I think this is. I think it was at twenty five million, twenty five million. Oh, that's that would be really, really sad. I'm just baffled because when when I saw him play yesterday, I didn't. I mean, last season, I didn't really see him make any sort of massive mistakes, and he looks really good at centre back, and he's still Mm. a young defender that's going to make mistakes. So Mm. this transfer just it baffles me, but it looks like he's going to be heading to AC Milan. Yeah, I mean, for me on that one, I mean, it makes sense for him to go on loan, definitely. He's not, 
the thing is when when you when I was searching Tamori earlier, I was I was surprised he's 23. Um, and because he kind of only broke through last year, you presumed he was what 19, 20. So he has to take a risk on his career now. Um mm. but it seems weird because Frank Lampard only I think it was like a week ago was saying no, his long-term future um is at Chelsea. And there's another reason for staying at Chelsea for me and not going out on loan is that how few chances do you ever get to play with a player like Thiago Silva, even if it's only in training? I mean, that's mm. a player that you can properly learn from here. I mean, he's played at the top, albeit in the French League, but at the top for a long, long time in massive games. He's won things. Um, and that is the perfect person to be a student under. Uh, but he needs to play football and he is playing mm. with Thiago Silva. So therefore he's not playing. And he seems to be below uh, Zuma, Rudiger um, in the pecking order, at least. So, mm. yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to see him go. I'd like him to do well, but I'd like him to come back. Because, you know, like you said last season, I really liked him. And I think it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting one because I was speaking to an agent that's really informed and he was saying, listen, these young players, they know what they want now. If they want to go mm. abroad and play football, they're happy to leave England and go to Italy and play football. We've seen it with Jade and Sancho. We saw it with Adam and Lukman going to Germany. We've seen it with so many players leaving England and going to Europe to try and play football consistently. So I think this is a trend that we're going to see continue in the future. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with you on that, Dot. My, my thoughts are that fundamentally, that 25 million quid price tag is going to continue to be the, the, the point of debate. <laughs> and, and when he goes on, on loan, uh, you know, the, the rumours are that it's, it's very close, as you mentioned. You know, if he has a brilliant season um, and comes back at the end of that loan, say, um, you know, will, will other potential suitors outside of AC Milan take an interest with that that valuation? Um, you know, being being something that, that they consider, and and is that like a, an indication that Chelsea are willing to sell to any potential suitor for that price? I think as long as that remains a a, a part of that transfer story, we're gonna we're gonna hear that um, you know continue to be repeated and spoken about time and time again. Um, I definitely echo what you mentioned about the fact that he is still fairly young um, and got a lot of, um, you know, years ahead of him in terms of playing. And, and when I saw him uh, playing last season, he was he was fairly impressive. Mm. So it is a bit of a, a strange one. And I think also the fact that, you know, although Thiago Silva has come into that Chelsea first team, he is sort of, you know, uh, getting on a little bit. And I'm sure Lampard will want to have a... Um, a, a defensive partnership in that centre half area for the foreseeable future. He's going to be thinking about the long term, and so it makes perfect sense for you to start thinking about, you know, who who is going to be that that partnership in there, and and you know, with with under the tutelage of Thiago Silva, you know, two young centre halves can 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 definitely um, you know build and and, and help Chelsea um, going forward. Okay, um, the transfer story that I'd like to speak about today is the rumour that Christian Eriksen could be making a return uh, to Spurs in this January transfer window. Um, it is a very, very interesting one. Um, of course, we're well aware that he hasn't, um, you know, so his, his career hasn't, uh, you know, continued to progress at uh, Inter Milan. You know, he he, he left uh, Spurs and, and, and went there in hopes of, you know, securing a, a first team position on a regular basis. You know, we we, we were well aware of the um, the salary uh, that he was getting over at Inter Milan, and the fact that he'd be um, drastically in, in improving uh, his uh, salary from 
um, from Spurs. It hasn't worked out quite as well as he had hoped it to. I guess the sticking point here is that first and foremost, that salary, right? So if he is going to return back to Spurs, will it be the case that Spurs are expected to pay the the the, the salary in full? Will Inter Milan um, have to pay some of those those um, uh, wages? That'll that'll be a sticking point. And also, the rumor is that. Uh, Inter Milan are, are are pushing for there to be a loan fee involved in this. And we all know how much of a, a financially astute and shrewd, shrewd businessman Daniel Levy is. So that might be a sticking point in this potential transfer. But when you look at it from a playing standpoint in terms of the Spurs team, they could very well do with a, a player that fits the profile of a Christian Eriksen. We have seen... Uh, and Dombele rise to prominence this season and, and he's playing more regularly and finding rhythm within the team. And of course, they've got uh, some sort of support and backup in that position with uh, Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, and we've also seen Harry Kane adapt his game somewhat and, and, and you know, drop deeper to be that kind of creative hub. And, and that's worked well to some extent because, you know, you've got uh, Son uh, running in behind and, and we've seen how much of a devastating partnership that those two have formed. But what it does seem as though is that with so much creative burden on Harry Kane's shoulders and with so much reliance and dependence on his goals and, and uh, Son's goals as well, when neither of those two are scoring or assisting each other, there is a lack of goals and a lack of creativity elsewhere. So, of course, Christian Eriksen, in, in, in the mould of the player that he is, can bring something different into that team, even if it is just a an option off the bench is, is something different. But I think the, the the biggest talking points and issues with his potential return are indeed the 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 the, the considerations around the finance of it. And I guess I just wanted to hear you you your, your thoughts on it, um, Dot and Ben. Yeah, I don't see the logic behind this. Like, how much has Christian Eriksen got left? We mm. saw the end of his spell at Spurs and. Let's be honest, he wasn't pulling up much trees. He wasn't that impressive. Are Tottenham surely going to get a Gareth Bell on loan who hasn't, you know, done well this season and now add Christian Eriksen to that? I can't see it. I think Spurs have moved on from Christian Eriksen and Christian Eriksen needs to move on from Spurs because when I look at the position Harry Kane has taken, he's kind of, you know, made Christian Eriksen's role in that Spurs team redundant because he's filling in that number 10 role. So I can't see Ericsson playing with this Harry Kane. I just can't see this, you know, transfer working, to be fair. I mean, I, first thing, I'd love to see it. Um, I'd love to see Ndombele push slightly deeper um, into a kind of a more central midfield role, kind of playing slightly in front of um, Hoiberg. Um, Ericsson coming in at the front of a kind of a midfield three, um, and then you can kind of have Son, Kane, and one of Bergwijn, Bale, with he starts playing, um, or Lucas. But I just don't see it. I know all the reports are saying, oh, it seems like it's on. It seems like Spurs are interested in it. It seems like Mourinho's interested. I, I can't see it. I'm with Dot on this one. Um, you've got a player who spent six months trying to leave Spurs <laughs> and basically contributed to the end of Pochettino's reign um, and the downfall. I mean, when Ericsson's form slumped, when his head was turned, Tottenham were abysmal. And this is a team that are in the Champions League final like three months before, and then Pochettino gets axed. I just think there's, there's going to be bad blood there. And then, as mm. you said, he's not played for for how long and it doesn't take long for a player late in their 20s to sit on the sidelines for a bit like we saw with Alexis Sanchez um, mm-hmm. and then never and never recovered so 
I mean, yeah, fair enough that they didn't have Gareth Bale. If they, and if Gareth Bale was flying this season, fine. But do Spurs really want another story of a player coming back and it not working? Um, it's like, I don't know, for Ericsson, it's like, it's like leaving your girlfriend because you think you can, you've can, you got a better option elsewhere. <laughs> going to the better option and then realising, oh, actually, all along, no, actually, I'm, I'm still in love with you. And, well, the original option's going to go, well, well, thanks, but, but you left me. Um, yeah. And you really ruined us for a bit. Um, and that's that's the way I see it. I mean, I think it would work footballing terms, but I just can't see it uh, working. Just the last point on that. Spurs fans, they love a fairy tale because they don't win trophies. But like, <laughs> at the end of the day, when you look at the Mourinho template and the Mourinho system, I don't see Ericsson fitting into this system. When it comes to the midfield three, he likes three dynamic midfielders, which he has with mm-hmm. Hoiberg, Sissoko and Ndombele. Where does Ericsson fit into that? I can't see it. Mm. All right, then we'll move on to my one. I know we're largely focused on January transfer window rumours, but um, let's throw it forward because there's a really juicy line that came out of The Athletic today. Uh, Simon Johnson reported uh, that Chelsea were determined to bring a top striker to Stamford Bridge and not just any top striker. Erling Haaland is the man they want. I'll kick this one off. Um, Now, it may well be that Chelsea want Haaland, uh, but it's got to be mutual uh, because I guess we could start a six-side team and say we want Erling Haaland. Uh, But (laughs) unless he wants to come to us, it's it's obviously not going to happen. and I just think if you're Erling Haaland, it seems like every club have come out and kind of made the noise, noises about you. Um, but you're only 20. You're bagging a goal, I think, every 70-odd minutes. He just needs to carry on where he is. He's, he's no rush to make a move. He's got so much time on his hands. Um, and in this coronavirus pandemic, where in a year's time, some major club could be financially crippled. We don't know. Like what you don't want to do is say, oh, I'll join that club. And then suddenly they're having to sell players and 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 everything's looking a bit stark. I think Haaland just stay put, keep it, keep it how it's going. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely. I can't see, you know, Dortmund potentially losing Haaland and Jaden Sancho in the same summer. I think Haaland needs to spend at least another one to two years at Dortmund because he still needs to develop. And I think when you look at Chelsea, are they the best option? I heard, you know, they're willing to fork out 90 million before his release clause comes into play in 2022. But I think if I was Haaland, I'll be staying at Dortmund. It's a big club in Germany. You've got a chance of winning the league this season. You're playing with some brilliant young players. Stay there and develop. There's no rush. You're still going to get that big move. And you'll potentially get a bigger move to Real Madrid or a Barcelona or a PSG. So I just don't see that Chelsea move happening this summer. Yeah, again, I I certainly agree with both of the points that um, you guys have have mentioned. I think I I liken the situation of Erling Haaland to Jadon Sancho. I know he was touted for a big money move last summer to Manchester United, but I was always of the belief that he should just stay put. You know, you're you're playing regularly. You've got some consistency within that team. Um, and and you know you're you're still a fairly young player, and 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 Erling Haaland is is no different. You know, like you mentioned, Ben, he's only twenty years old. He's got loads of football still to play. Um, why upset that now? Especially given the fact that you know that, that you will have no shortage of, of of suitors in years to come. You look at all of the top teams in Europe. Um, Messi at Barcelona is in the the twilight of his career. You've got uh, Sergio Aguero. Uh, who's in a similar situation at uh, Manchester City. Of course, uh, Chelsea have, um, you know, uh, uh, rumoured uh, rumored to have declared interest. Um, you know, there are, there are a number of different clubs that you could potentially move to. Um, so there is no rush in, in, in any way, shape or form for him to 
um, need to make the, 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 the move now, wait, um, continue uh, learning, developing, and, and you know, the, the, essentially the world's your oyster um, when it comes down to it. So I think, I think that the best thing for him to do is to stay put. And I think also with his dad in his corner, I mean, he's a former professional footballer. It's so rare that you get that. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy who can just say, look, just ignore all of this. Keep focus. I mean, his rise since Red Bull Salzburg to Borussia Dortmund is insane. I mean, this season, he hasn't even been that good. And as I said, he's still scoring every 76 minutes in the league. I mean, this guy's potential is unbelievable and he doesn't yeah. need to disturb that now. But well, I think the one thing we have to say about Chelsea is that when they aggressively pursue someone, they usually get their man. And we've seen, you know, Maria Graniskaya have a blinder of a window last summer. So I think she's going to go all out for Haaland and Declan Rice in the summer. All right, so that will round up, you know, the daily transfer window special in our collaboration with Eurosport. We'll be back every day until the end of the window. And we look forward to bringing you the hottest stories next time. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.